Hello, my friends. It's Andy Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California, on a Tuesday night. And we... I'm still trying to share this. <laughs> For some reason, it's not doing what it's supposed to do, and it's going to some weird options. So... I'm hearing phew, phew. Yeah, hearing it's something's not, happening. It's not going. <laughs> hey, sorry if I look uh, a little funky when I have trouble reading. I, I was swimming with the boys, and of course, you know, I was opening my eyes underwater. And uh, I got a little red eye. Hope it doesn't look like I'm <laughs> shooting up heroin or anything like that. But uh, no, we spent some time at the pool today, a, a longer than I've ever seen the kids spend in the pool. They were there for several hours. Oh, nice. um, so that was fun. Um, so we got that going. What else was happening? Oh, you know, we had a great night at the Orange County GOP last night, I got to say. Oh, yeah. I've never been to something like that. Oh, it's interesting. Had some votes and stuff like that, and um, that really the reason I want to bring it up is because we have our candidate, two of our candidates who are running for the school board here in uh, Yorba Belinda, who are godly men and um, really meant, I think, to be on the school board. One's an attorney, one is an accountant. They both got uh, endorsed by the Orange County GOP, yes. which is great. And we fought off a attempt to remove the endorsement, yes, for Todd, but. That was defeated. Yeah, so very happy about last night. So that's where we were last night, in case you were wondering where we were. But that's where we were. Um, you want to tell them about resurrectministry.com? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. I am suffering from very debilitating back pain today. So it is our website, resurrectministry.com, where you can find all of our content, the podcast, uh, Andy's Fearless Man Podcast, my Christian Post articles, the show Remnant Rising that I do for His Glory TV. And you're welcome to drop us a message. We read all the comments ourselves. And also, if you want to donate and partner with us, we would love that. And there's a donate button. You could pay whichever way you're most comfortable. Awesome. All right. We're reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, for August 16th. And the <laughs> Sorry, everything's like blurry. Um, uh, it's Psalm 29, 2. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Um, and Charles says, God's glory is the result of his nature and his works. He is glorious in his character, for there is such an abundance of everything that is holy, good, and lovely in the Lord. He must be glorious. The actions that flow from his character are also glorious. But while he intends for them to reveal his goodness, mercy, and justice to those he created, he is equally concerned that the glory associated with his deeds, as ascribed only to himself, after all, there is nothing in ourselves in which we may glorify glory, for he is the one who made us differ from one another. And what do we have that we did not receive from the God of all grace? Thus, how careful we should be to walk humbly before the Lord. Since there is room for only one true glory in the universe, the moment we glorify ourselves, we set ourselves up as rivals to the Most High God. Shall an insect that lives but one hour glorify itself rather than the sun whose warmth brought it to life? Shall a piece of pottery exalt itself above the man who fashioned it from his potter's wheel? Shall the dust of the desert compete with the whirlwind, or drops in the ocean contend with a storm? Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones, 
Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Learning to apply these two verses is one of the most difficult struggles of a Christian life, Christian's life. It is a lesson God is continually teaching us, and learning it often requires the most painful discipline. If a believer were to boast, I can do everything without adding through him who gives him strength, then before long he will have to cry out in regret. I can do nothing. When we do do, when we do anything for the Lord and he is pleased to accept our service for him, may we lay our crowns at his feet before the throne and say, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Awesome. Lesson in humility. Yes. You know what that reminded me of, if I may kind of start off with something. Asad Nabid, nice to see you. And we are good. How are you? So happy you joined us. Um, I was doing, uh, my other, the fearless man podcast and, um, I was telling uh, my testimony, so to speak, where I was talking about where I was before. Um, and then there was a day, a moment where I had just, for whatever reason, after 55 years or so, <laughs> I had finally come to the conclusion that I was not going to, um, uh, you know, be the person uh, that could be the God of my life, that I'd never be good at. I've never, I, it was impossible. I tried. I thought I was the God of my business. I thought it was the God of my marriage. I thought it was the God of all this other stuff. And no, it, it just wasn't working. And so what I was telling the um, the audience and what, what what really came to mind with me was that when I finally told the Lord that I was, I was sorry and that I asked for his forgiveness and that he, I, I prayed that he would come to me and be with me and guide me. And, but I, I, there was no, like in the past, there was always this, Hey, if, if you reveal yourself to me, then I will read the Bible. If you reveal yourself to me, then I'll be a better person. If you, if you show me that you exist, then I will stop doing whatever it was that, you know, was making them mad according to what I thought at the time. Um, but it was the, it was so different at that time. It was that I realized what a mistake I had made and that I just had to, had to, had to first ask for forgiveness. And I'm, I'm, there's a word that I'm looking for. I can't find Repentance? it. Repent. Had to repent. Um, and, and that doesn't, and that means to just repent and that's it. Don't say I but repent, give but give me this. I repent. So it, because I repented now, you're going to be good to me. Right. It was this, that I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I was wrong. Um, I love you and I want you in my life and I repent. And then I left it at that. And that's when everything began to change. Because up until then, it was usually I had a hangover and said, God, I will never drink again. Uh, and then later that night, <laughs> I would have a few more drinks. Right? And there was never, it was always like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. But this was like one of those times where I just said, uh, okay, I, I finally understand. I, I, finally, I finally have it. 
And, and again, now coming back to this devotional, it was just that I, I think basically from what I'm reading from the scripture, what Charles is trying to get to uh, with us is that he's, 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 he's almighty. He's God. And being the jealous God that he is, he doesn't want you to worship anything else. You know, whatever it is, yourself, namely, um, and then anything else that you have decided to focus on other than him, whether it's money, your know, business, uh, uh, you know, shenanigans, whatever it is. And um, and that's really, I think, for me, that's what I got out of this is that it reminded me that's and I need not to forget that that moment because it's so easy to slip back and say, you know, all right, well, that was a good ride with God. Maybe he'll let me do a couple things that I used to like to do. No, it's, it's, it's gotta be done. It's gotta be dead and dead and done. So anyway, that's what I was reminded of. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> Good job, partner. Uh, what about you? What does this say to you? This, uh, uh, devotional with Charles Spurgeon. I love the poetic way in which he compares it. The reason we should understand our own uh, shortcomings and we should be humble about who we are in light of who God is, mm -hmm. is comparing it to an insect or a piece of pottery, you know, is that they have no existence outside of their creator. And uh, so either do we. We actually have nothing that we can boast of that doesn't come from his goodness and his grace. And so therefore, what could we possibly take credit for? Right. Uh, even our salvation, he loved us first. He, he, you know, he says in the Bible, "You, I called your name. You, uh, I loved you before you loved me." <laughs> so we can't even take credit for accepting the gospel, right? Uh, so that's funny. Yeah, that's interesting. It is a, it is humbling to know you're capable of nothing because sometimes, even in faith, we say, "Oh well." I should do this and that, Lord, because I'm your, I'm your good servant. You know, like kind of creating a sense of accomplishment or mm. entitlement as a result of being a follower of Christ, when in reality it is only His grace that empowers us to do even the things we do for Him. Right. It's very humbling. Yeah, you brought up the Potter. And it says, shall a piece of pottery exalt itself above the man who fashioned it upon his potter's wheel? Yes. But the man should give glory to God that gave him the, the ability to throw that pot on the wheel. Right. Right. So it just keeps going up. Everything ends with God. Yes. Um, but that's why he's saying those things yeah. that are created know that we're the only ones that try to take credit. <laughs> Yeah. It's only human beings that try to be like, no, actually, well, angels did too, right? I mean, mm -hmm. how did Satan uh, convince a third of the angels to go with him? Because they're like, no, you actually don't know what you're doing. You created this man. He disobeyed. You know, we are uh, above him in stature. And they fell from paradise. Mm. Wow. So even angels were capable of disobedience. Well, let's get to some of the scripture and see what else God has to tell us. We have Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? 
to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Because <laughs> those are the things that take discipline. Yep. Act justly. Those are things that are in our control. You know what I mean? That that's he's exercising. He's telling us to exercise our self-will, our discipline to not pursue things that are self-interested and corrupt. Mm. And then, and to love mercy is to love the mercy he shows us and he shows humanity and on everyone else. And to be humble about the fact that we're capable of nothing without him. <laughs> so there it is, right? All there, right there in a nutshell. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's so fun. Um, now that I understand the Bible a lot more and understand, you know, you know, that it's, it's really a manual and, and it uses so few words to make such a gigantic point. That's the, the thing that I find just so fantastic. Sometimes it's like six words yeah. in, in some scripture. That... And we don't even um, understand the Bible. The Bible understands us <laughs> and reveals itself to us. And, and Why are you doing this to my brain? It's literally, <laughs> it's literally the Holy Spirit that reveals the Bible to us because without it, these would just be words like it used to be for you. You know, yeah. it's literally the Holy Spirit. The Bible reads us. That's actually even in scripture. Right. And so we we can't even take credit for understanding it. Wow. Psalm 29, 1, 2. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So good. All right. Uh, Psalm 115.1. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Amen. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things. I can do this through him who gives me strength. <laughs> this is another. Because there's another uh, version. We're reading the NIV. The other version writes this slightly different. Yeah. In my head, I did the same thing that you were saying. I was following right along. It's supposed to say the other thing. Uh, Revelation 4, 10 through 11. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, oh, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Hmm. And lastly, 1 Corinthians 15.10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And this is Paul's explanation that he's speaking. He's, he was often being compared to Peter and uh, the other apostles. And he would say, listen, I was given a huge chunk of grace, and I... Um, I worked hard at being an apostle. Hmm. But, really? I don't know that I really knew that. Oh, yeah. They, they didn't like him, you know, because he was Saul. So yeah. they criticized him a lot. They didn't like him. They didn't like what he was doing with the Gentiles because they were all Jews. Hmm. He, was Jew he was Jewish too, but he was, he was evangelizing mostly to the Gentiles. And they just criticized him a lot. <laughs> but Peter even says in two in two in one of the uh, chapters of two Peter that he says all these things that most of us don't understand. <laughs> I always gave him credit that it I was remember so that, but I didn't realize. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. 
because they didn't like uh, back in the 12, they didn't like Matthew because he was a formerly a tax collector, right? Yeah, that's a chosen version. I don't, I don't oh, really? know the, I, I'm not saying it's not, but I just don't, uh, I mean, I know he was criticized by the Pharisees for sitting with tax collectors and sinners, but I don't know the backstory of Matthew among the disciples. Hmm. Very cool. Other than the chosen version. Uh, let's see, Lisa says, Lisa Wood. Hello from Woodland Hills. My daughter called me from Fort Lauderdale, still on the phone with her. No problem. <laughs> you can be on the phone. Um, one thing I liked about uh, the GOP, Orange County GOP meeting that we were at last night is uh, that they prayed before they got started in the-, in the... <laughs> Oh my God, that was extraordinary. Was that awesome? That they, it was a Christian prayer too. It wasn't yeah. a Let's bow your heads and talk to this anonymous God that we're pretending is not Jesus. <laughs> it was full on Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father of heavenly lights, bless this meeting. Yeah. Give us a good spirit. It was awesome. I'm, I'm I've never seen that. I've been to many, you really? know, Republican events. Yeah. Occasionally Trump events would do that too. Mm. Um, often Trump events would do that, but regular GOP events, I don't remember. Wow. I'm a little surprised a that you, that you say that. I mean, it's, it's the first GOP thing I've been to, like, like that. Um, but I was so encouraged by it. Yeah, absolutely. That are the members of our Orange County GOP, you know, nobody, nobody objected. It wasn't a point of order, point of order. Point of clarification. <laughs> what God are you referring to? <laughs> Nothing. No. No. Wow, gosh. Well, I, I wish that was happening at all the other ones. See, now I, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I'm happy that at least our, the one that represents our communities. Um, had a, a, yeah, it was a good prayer. Yeah, it was great. It was really cool. Um, I was going to ask you about um, your back. Yes. We, we need to have people to, to pray about your back. Yes, be nice. <laughs> It's so sad because I mean, there's times where it seems like it's getting better, and yeah. then and then it, it seems to. Then come there's back. times not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we, going through a not so much time. We have these high top chairs you got to get into, and on occasion oh. it looks like it's a little bit of a struggle. Oh, I, I just, you don't know how bad it's like somebody's shooting a rod, metal rod up my back right now. Oh I'm sitting on gosh. this chair. Yeah, it's not so great. <laughs> That's so funny. It sends this pressure. Uh, from the, you know, from the applying the pressure at my coccyx. That just. Can you say that on a podcast? Coccyx is a bone. <laughs> it's a bone. All right. I, I, yes. Wow. Um, there was, um, the, there wasn't an, an occurrence in our, in our home today. And I just want to get your thoughts on it. We didn't really talk about it when I, when I brought it up, but um, one of the things Excuse me if I fidget a little, folks. Yeah, well, I'm blinking like I, I can't see. I'm sitting because the, the lights are, it looks like this halo. You know, the um, the filters you see on pictures? Uh -huh. That's what it looks like when I'm looking forward. It looks like this, this little halo up here. Um, so in, um, over the last several months, um, I, I told my children that um, they are to be watching their language in the, you know, anywhere that we're around. Um, and, I, and I've guided them through the, the reasons why, because, you know, the, there's always the pushback. Well, my friends can cuss at home or uh, this is really? the way they talk at school. Oh, yeah, I've heard that from not from my kids, not these kids, but my other kid. 
Oh, <laughs> in the, the past. Kid? Yes. She back in the day would say oh, things like, cause... well, and I'd say, you know how she catches herself. Oh. And that's why she goes, I'm sorry, I didn't know that slipped out. Yeah. It's always been a long, it, it, I mean, it was like that when I was a kid. So it, it's something that I had, you know, that I've always had. But, um, but unlike Courtney, I was just don't do it. There was no like discussion about it. And and I said, and with the, these kids, I've said to them, and we've had little meetings about it, whether we're driving in the car or not, is that, is that what I want you to do, if anything, is just have restraint, learn restraint. And as much as you hear it in songs and on television and at school, and even from coaches, the sure. coaches of foul mouth, the, 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 the cross coach, my yeah. gosh, I want, I, there's going to be a point where I'm going to say, is there any way? I'm busy trying to teach my kids not to cuss. And then he yeah. comes here and every other word out of your mouth. And he's an older guy. He's like, my age. Um, but he's from Boston. And uh, you, yeah, well, the East Coast, uh, that's like their, that's part of their language. Oh. So anyway, let me get to the point. And so I, I've talked to them about the reasons by, you know, you know, if Jesus was in the room, would you talk like that? And of course, the answer is no. And I said, also, I want you to develop the, the discernment and the ability to control what it is you say in different settings. Absolutely. And to be be conscious about what it is you're talking about and use good words and strong words. So, um, but they've been mostly good it, it, every so often. Some will slip out, but it's usually like the, you know, C-R-A-P word or something like that or um, G-D or, you know, something that they think is, oh, I can't say that either. And I go, no, no, that's as bad as the other word. Oh. Yeah, I tell them all the time. So here, here's my question is, or my thought is that these, he's got friends over. Mm. And the friends, oh, I guess, they, they can say whatever they want. <laughs> I'm wondering. No, I mean, the, the little one here that comes from conservative parents, I doubt it. The one that's- Not the uh, little one, the, one, the bigger one. Oh, wait, there's a little, little one? Oh, what is the one little... that's always over? Andrew. Yeah, yeah not he isn't. Yeah. No, the other one. Oh. Yeah, like three times I've heard him. The F-bomb. But it's just like it just comes out. So, but, but I mean, it comes out with my daughter and her friends in her room. Hmm. But I expect that they tone that down when they're in front of us. Oh, well, I can hear, I hear it in the room too. I get that's one thing I can hear. Oh, when you see me leave the room sometimes, it's going into the room to tell them, just knock it off. Oh, but are they screaming it or they're just talking? saying it, talking on the phone? <laughs> so, my thing, my, my, my not really a question but just a thought that I, I i've had i've called kelly into my room twice today and said listen the first time was hey tell your friend that, that that's not how we talk in this house and he goes okay i'm sorry I, I heard him say it and i already told him like he's already like hey my dad my dad doesn't like when you <laughs> use those words and you don't want him to come in and tell you <laughs> and then it happened again and i call you and so this time i did i did it last time where the other Kids could not hear me call him in the room. I, I just kind of motioned Kelly for him. The next time I said, right after he said it, I said, Kelly, get in my room. And I said, son, I said, the next time I hear him say it, tell him he's leaving. And he goes, I'll tell him. But, he went, but since then, it's not been that way. Huh. Um, Worked. <laughs> but my thought is, here we, we have our, our home and you and I, and we have our values and we have our 
that what we're trying to build in this home, our ministry. Um, do you think, there, here comes the question finally after all that, do you think that there is any impact on, on somebody like that, on a, on a kid that's visiting, that, wow, Andy's I'm parents sure. are really weird? Or, um, yeah, that's the thing. This is what, <laughs> I'm sure it is having an impact. What kind? Not exactly clear. Mm. But I'm leaving as opposed to me. And that's where I guess this is kind of where I'm going. Would it be better for me to to talk to the friends together and say, hey, I'm glad you're here. I said one thing we, is we have some rules in the house. And one of them is that, you know, we respect um, our, you know. Well, I, I think I told this story a long time ago in this devotional that uh, my mom, as long as the kids were in our roof, my mom felt at liberty to impose restrictions. And I think every parent has mm -hmm. the right to do that. So if my friends didn't say hello, she's like, um, when you walk in this house, please acknowledge me and say hello. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, ever since then, they do that. And, you know, they did that every time they walked in the house, you know? So I think it's fair to say, um, listen, guys, I don't want to hear any cussing. Sure. It's your rule. It's your, it's your, it's your home rule. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that that's a strange. I mean, all parents have all kinds of standards. Don't, you know, run, run around in the house. Jump on the couch. Don't jump on the couch. Don't, you know what I mean? Don't put yeah. your feet on the table. So saying, Hey, I don't want you guys cursing either. Hmm. Perfectly legitimate. I don't know. What say yeah, you folks? What do you say? Cause there was a part of me that said, I want to leave this, uh, you know, I, I like to in not, is it in Bolton? I like to embolden Kelly. Is that the right way of giving him, like he needs to talk to his friends. Oh sure. He needs to make sure that he understands. Oh, you're saying you know you want to impose the rule. Do you do it just to Kelly, or do you do it to the kids directly? Is that or the question? do I or do I give Kelly the the, the As I power? Said, that's yeah. either you you tell Kelly or you tell the boys directly. Mm. I don't know if it makes a difference. Okay. I just was thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference. It's still your message that they're going to hear. In some ways, I, I like to have him do certain things so that he gets kind of in the in the the mix of of doing stuff, of being responsible sure. for his friends. Sure. Telling them not Perfectly to not to jump on the couch. Telling them. <laughs> You know, because uh, at the same time, I'm telling his friends through him, I'm telling him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, yeah, I, I'm, I'm reinforcing the rules for him. Yeah. And, uh, and oh, so, they're Robert and Andrew. Okay, what's it? You should talk to them as leader. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean that's what that's what my family did. Uh, if it's if it's something that upsets me, I, I would take the liberty to tell Zara's friends. I don't relay it through her, but I see yeah. your point and why you do. I, don't know I just wonder. Also, I guess you know. Sometimes I think there's a difference between the if I'm raising godly men, then I want them to take a leadership role and to be the leader of their friends when they're here. Um, but with to me. with Courtney, it was again totally different. It, it was more like their kid, their friends would come in, and I'd say, "Okay, there's no cussing in here. Knock it off," and I would just like say it. It was a little bit of a friendliness about it, but it was like they knew that that that's, that I meant what I said, even yeah. though I was saying it more jokingly. Sure. Where now, to me, it feels more like I, I want to make sure and set these rules, <laughs> these rules, not rules, rules. Yeah. So there's a little bit difference to it. Um, 
anyway, it's just one of those things that has just recently come up a little bit more um, because, you know, we talk about it all the time. Um, I have personalized plates and we, you know, and then we have crosses and we have shirts that say Jesus. It's kind of like that same thing, right? If they come to our house and they, then they leave here and say, man, those people, they cuss up a storm. Their kids are <laughs> foul mouthed little turds. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I was at, um, I was at um, Tuffery uh, Middle School and checking my daughter in for registration. And as I walked up, there's so that you got the, the school, the teachers and the counselors. And then in registration, sometimes they have the, the district people there for whatever reason, for different tasks and things like that. And because I go to the school board meetings a lot, you know, people over at the school district know, know who I am. And so I got this as I walked up a couple of times and the lady would say, hey, Mr. Falco or something like that. And my daughter was like going, wait, how do you like, how does she know you? And she goes, oh. And she gets a little bit like, mm. so, you know, people are aware of the family. Yes. And, and that's kind of the, one of the things too, that as we talked about before is that, you know, we're a little bit on the radar too. Yes. And we don't want to have anybody be able to say, you know, they, they say they're this, but they do this. Oh, I, pub I publicly disclaim my daughter's bad behavior. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have a disclaimer, <laughs> but, but I see your point. You're yeah, in, that, in the Falco kids. Yeah, yes. I tolerate it. You're starting, you're starting from scratch. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm years behind you. Uh, well, maybe one day. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. Thank you, Robert, for that. I think that, um, you know, I mean, let's just talk to Kelly about it too, how he feels about it. Like, no, dad, I'd rather you yell at them than me. Yeah, because it may be hard to do, you know, because then they may be like, oh, why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? It's like enough pressure being a teenager going through puberty. Enough pressure. <laughs> MC pressure. I, I, that's one thing I, uh, I wish I could bring back is my parents so that my, my kids could experience. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, the they, trauma, when they, they become grandparents, they're so much nicer. They're so much nicer as grandparents, yes. and they were nicer to my nieces. Uh, and my nephew. Of course. My dad was <laughs> angelic to my daughter. You go, no, be the angry, horrible person <laughs> that used to be when you treated me like crap. Uh, oh, all right. Schnooks, thank you for letting me run through that. I just, it, my pleasure. I kind of like Anytime. Going all the different places in your head that they can go. Um, anything else? Uh, no, welcome no. before the Lord. <laughs> yes, let me pray for your back. Dear Lord, we love you and we thank you for the opportunity to speak to your children um, that uh, make a decision to listen to us and listen to the words that you uh, give us. And with that, um, we just uh, just love Hedia and her words and just having her here and being here. I know it's difficult because her back is uh, incredibly painful. And uh, just ask for your healing hand uh, for her and her back and um and do it quickly that would be so yes. amazing we just love it just to be healed just to get that pain out and um just give her some some relief it, it uh, comes and goes we know and uh, we just want it to go and no more coming back uh, we love you god and we thank you and and please give any of our friends that need your healing hand also yes. uh, be with them and give them uh, relief and comfort in your love 
And again, we love you and we thank you for this time with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget about the Edify app, edifi.app, edifi.app. Go there, download the app onto your device. It's You can download it to your phone. You can even get it in your browser on your computer. And, uh, and then you're going to look for Living Fearless Devotional. You're going to click on the subscribe button. And then after that, and only after that, then you can go look at other people's podcasts. But ours is by far um, the most important. <laughs> Lisa says. Uh, going to listen to all that I missed. Prayers for healing for Hedia also. Yes. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. All right, my friends. We love you guys. God, God bless, bless and have a great, great evening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.